Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse Podcast. Uh, my name is Thomas Bendit. It is September 4th. Uh, so, yeah, we're rolling right into September here on the site. A uh, exciting time if you're a college sports fan. Obviously, uh, you know, football's in swing. we still got a little while for college basketball here, but um, I know at least for me, uh, my Wolverines uh, played last night. Uh, they did lose to Utah, which which was unfortunate. Uh so a little bummed out about it, but uh, uh, looking forward to the the Jim Harbaugh era in Ann Arbor, um, and and really all all the college football season uh, has to bring. It's a it's a fun time. Uh, you know, fall in the Midwest is fantastic. A lot of exciting teams. You know, Ohio State, Michigan State. I uh, I may not be pleased that they're they're so great right now, but. Uh, uh, you know, both nationally competitive teams that could potentially take it all this year. So a lot to watch on that end. If you're not as big of a football fan but more of a hoops guy, uh, good, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. But, um, you know, we are we are starting to get closer to the season, and um, this is going to be a, a very brief podcast today. We have, we're going to have another one this weekend. I'm actually recording it this afternoon. But um, uh, I did want to talk about two things briefly. Uh the the big thing uh, are the Indiana uh, issues um, regarding the dismissal of Emmett Hull, um and with Thomas Bryant as well. I will talk about those in, a, in just a couple seconds. But before that, I, I did want to talk a little bit about the site, what to expect from the podcast, what to expect from BT Powerhouse. Um, as we do, we, we're starting to get close. I mean, um, we do have a while. It's only September. But um, October is the sort of the eve, the eve of uh, college basketball month. <laughs> um, that, that doesn't make it sound that close. But uh, you know, you start to get in the picture. Teams start having to have the practices, so on and so forth. Um, and and I so I, I really did want to throw that out there at least so people can kind of um, get a perspective on what what's coming what to look for, uh, what may interest you. But in terms of the in terms of the podcast, from now on, um, up till the season, we will only be doing previews. So uh, that, I'm sure that will excite some of you. Uh, we're we're going to have a lot of great guests. Um, I'm going to try to get at least one uh, guy, who's, guy or gal who specifies in that team, um, you know, that we're talking about that day. Last year we did two at a time, so we had seven total. And then we just had an overall Big Ten one at the end. Uh, this year, we're going to try to do all 14 individual, um, unless it works out that it just worked well to combine them. But we are going to try to just do all all 14 um, uh, by themselves, which I think will be an interesting challenge, but also will be uh, great for everyone who, you know, they care about, you know, one team specifically. They're not as interested as maybe the team that they were paired up with. Um, so I think that'll be good, good for the listeners. Um, and like I said, we're going to have a lot of great guests. Uh, 
a lot of people from around the SB Nation network, but I'm also going to try to reach out and uh, maybe get a couple guys from, you know, 247 or some. I know we last year we had Alex Cook from MGO Blog from Michigan. Um, just just try to get some, an interesting blend of uh, of writers in here to, to chat about the teams, gain kind of a, a unique team perspective from them. I think that'll be a lot of fun. But, but be on the lookout for those. We should have the first one coming out this weekend on Penn State. And um, I'm going to try generally to start sort of from last year's bottom of the conference towards the top. But uh, it, it's going to be more of when the scheduling works, to be honest with everyone, you know, when I can get uh, the guests on. Uh, will be when they come out. But I, I'd look for, you know, one to two of those, uh, maybe three if, if the week's going well, um, of the preview podcast uh, moving forward. Um, we're going to try to get uh, a big season one right before the, the tip-off in November. And um, I, I would like to do a, a full college basketball one just to kind of get um, some people who may not follow the other conferences just a little bit of a look at some of the other teams to follow. But um, but the big thing to look for, the team previews, uh, the big podcast preview that will be coming. As far as the site goes, uh, just a couple things I did want to update uh, our podcast uh, listeners. Um, the first thing, the really exciting announcement we had last week is we are now moving into women's basketball coverage as well. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It's something we've been trying to do for a while, but it just never materialized. Uh, we just it just didn't happen, um, not for lack of desire, but it just some, wasn't something that we felt we could adequately cover at the time. Um, because if we're going to cover it, you know, we don't want to, you know, only half cover it. So, um, but but keep an eye out for that. We have we're going to have uh, previews for um, the women's teams leading up, which I think will be interesting. There, uh, I, I don't want to say there's no coverage online because there's certainly uh, a presence, especially on BTN. Um, but it's a little bit of a, a drier area, so definitely look out for there. You know, we're we're going to be covering it going forward. Um, we brought in a new writer, uh, Ren Graves, who's going to uh, do a great job for us on that end, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, spinning off of that, the the men's coverage, um, we're kind of doing our uh, our prep preview <laughs> stuff right now. Uh, sort of some longer perspective. We're doing some storylines on the team how they're going to replace off-season losses potentially. And as we get into October, that's when you're going to see the, the switch flick and you're going to see previews on positional groups. Um, also next week, we're starting a top 25 countdown, which is a uh, the top 25 players in the Big Ten. And it is voted on by our staff. Um, there were a few interesting uh, people to make the cut. Um, and, and spinning off of that, we... Uh, um, it, there's going to be one each day for the 25 days. It starts out with a, a just missed group. Um, I don't want to reveal who's in it, but uh, you know, a couple guys who were just short of making the cut for the top 25. So that's um, well worth a read. I, I believe I, there were six players in that group, so um, a lot of teams represented. And then we one a day, um, you know, re every day around lunchtime is when it's going to drop our next top 25 post. Um, and then along with that, Brian uh, Stedman has also had our uh, our countdown going each day. So that's something as well that's worth checking out. Um, and then, like I said, you know, just to conclude, I guess, uh, October is when you're going to start to see the, 
the the meat of the preview really start to drop. Not not that the the topics right now aren't interesting um, and don't tackle some intriguing uh, issues for all the teams, but it's something that uh, uh, I think you're you're really going to start to see the the meat. I um I'm not sure quite how we're going to wrap up the team previews. Those will probably be dropping in late October around Halloween, but um. You know, there's going to be a lot of content, and uh, I'm really excited for the group of guys uh, we have coming into the season. Um, you know, we've I really, you know, for those who have read us for the last few years, we've gradually been, you know, improving. Um, and I really think this year is going to be uh, great coverage. We've got a lot of great writers, um, you know, both on the recruiting side, on the men's side, and, and now on the women's side. So uh, definitely stay tuned on that stuff, and I, I think it's well worth the read. Um now uh with with the, the the site notes again you know just a reminder this one's going to be kind of short so don't expect a a ton of discussion um I did I just wanted to talk about the the site news and a little bit about the preview schedule um before we do start the previews uh which as I said will be later this afternoon but um the big the big news out of the Big 10 over the last couple of weeks uh you know here and there you'll get a commitment um, you know, Iowa picked up a 2016 commit, uh, I want to say about a week ago. Uh, you get your drops here and there, you know, a recruit will visit. But it's it's definitely the, the point where you're going to start seeing things start to, to come along. In the, but the big story that has developed uh, was with Indiana. Um, for those who have followed and are familiar with the program, they've had a lot of... Uh, um, I guess you would call them behavioral issues. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what to call them. It's been a wide range of of things, whether it's alcohol related or, um, I guess, substance related. Uh, just a lot of issues on that roster uh, regarding, you know, players uh, getting in trouble with the police, things of that nature. Um, and the big one now was recently Emmett Holt and Thomas Bryant uh, were both. I guess, uh, cited for illegal alcohol possession, which, uh, you know, in short terms, MIP, <laughs> something along those lines, um, you know, drinking when they shouldn't be drinking, I guess is the, the basic here. Um, you know, we can't honestly, you know, talk about the specific facts of the situation, but that's the, that's the bottom line that came out of it. Indiana addressed it, and Indiana's response to it was uh, Thomas Bryant, who is a five-star incoming forward center type of prospect, uh, really high ceiling player. Um, people are excited about the way he can develop. They think he can be an instant impact player and likely starter. They, um, he was internally punished, I believe was the, the specific term. Um, you know, you can take that for whatever you want. Um, I don't pretend to know exactly what that, that punishment is. I'm assuming it, it has to do with early morning workouts. Um, and and really some uncomfortable uh, activities uh, for Thomas, but uh, and then unfortunately Emmett Holt was uh, dismissed from the team. Well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your view. But uh, he was dismissed from the team. Um, definitely not as high ceiling as Bryant. Definitely not projected to do as much this season. But having said that, Holt was still considered to be a contributor. He was a guy that a lot of people thought had a lot more potential and could really strengthen a uh, an Indiana front court with a lot of question marks. Um, but unfortunately, you know, he's going to be uh, leaving the program now. 
Um, and I just kind of wanted to react to that. Um, you know, first off, uh, you know, the Thomas Bryant thing, unless something comes out of that, it, it seems like it's the end of that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, especially for a guy coming into this freshman year to have to go through some adversity. It never, it never sets up well, but I think overall, Indiana fans can sort of sigh a, you know, a little sigh of relief there, at least knowing that Brian will be on the team, at least unless something else happens. Um, and he will be expected to contribute. Uh, I don't really think this scenario is going to factor in much with him unless it's a sign of things to come, which is really hard to project. I mean, there's so many factors and personality, you know, issues or non-issues to bring in. So, I mean, so I, I think in terms of the overall team impact, his is kind of out, out of the picture now. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, he's probably going to have to work pretty hard to get his uh, status and respect on the team back. But um, the big the big red flag is probably a, a little a little brought down now. But in terms of Holt, that, that will have an impact on the team. You know, I don't think there's anyone out there saying it won't. Um, you know, this is an Indiana front court that, you know, for lack of a better term, was not good last year. Um, you know, Troy Williams was a, a solid player. He still has a lot of long-term potential. Um, that's why he gets so much NBA draft talk. But um, he was not he was not an all-Big Ten player. Uh, we'll start with that. You know, he wasn't a, an elite player. And really outside of him, it was just a – there were just guys. <laughs> you know, there were, there were no fantastic players there. The team had a lot of trouble blocking shots. They weren't the best rebounding team. Um, and our front court had a lot of issues on the defensive end. Um, if they can get more production out of there, I think that's why a lot of people think Indiana has a chance to really improve this season. But that's the question mark. And Holt likely would not have started this year. Um, I'm skeptical at how many minutes he would have gotten, actually. But there isn't much debating that him not being there is a blow. You know, it's a blow to the team. Um, there isn't much debating that they could have used another backup. You know, they have Williams now, Bryant, those are your two likely starters, and then they're probably going to have to rely a lot on Michigan transfer Max Biefeld now. Um, having watched Biefeld during his entire career, I, I can say, you know, he he's he has potential. He's a really good rebounder. Um, you know, he's physical, especially on the defensive end, but... It, it, you know, if Indiana really is expecting him to put up, you know, 25 to 30 minutes or so, I think they're going to have trouble in that front court. Um, the best way, I think, for Indiana to have success is to minimize his minutes. You know, he's a fine bench player. You know, he'll do a nice job off the bench, but if they're going to have to play extended minutes with him, it's not going to be a good sign um, for that team's success, in my opinion. You know, maybe maybe he's improved. You know, maybe he fits well with what Indiana wants to do. But he's not a guy who's going to consistently be an offensive threat down low. Um, he's not a guy who's going to get a ton of shot blocking. Um, you know, he'll get some here and there, but he's a rebounding force, which makes him good off the bench, really nice off the bench. But um, it's going to be on Bryant and Williams. And, and the thing, you know, like I said, I think this thing is over for Bryant. Um, I, I, I'm not changing my view at all, but this is going to have an impact on Bryant in the sense that now there are even more expectations on him. There's even more he has to do. Um, you know, him coming in and just being a starter is no longer an option. Um, you know, this is a front court that has thinned considerably since last season. 
Um, and it wasn't the best last year. Um, you know, bringing Brian in and Bethel in are huge. Those are huge additions. But, you know, you're really going to be down to, you know, those three and then incoming freshman uh, Duan Morgan, which uh, he's, a, he's a big prospect. There's no denying that. But, you know, nobody's quite sure what he's going to bring in. Um, you know, Brian is also a, an incoming freshman. <laughs> um, not sure exactly what he's going to bring, but he's, he's that very, very high-end guy that most people are they don't want to call him a guarantee, <laughs> but it's it will be very surprising if he's not a quality starter. Um, I think there are still question marks whether he can be a great starter or a good one, but um, I would be surprised if he wasn't at least a decent starter. Um, so I so I think the you know the overall impact in terms of on the court, um, it's really on that bench and it's really on putting more pressure on Bryant and Williams. Uh, you know, they're not going to have a lot of margin for error now uh, or else it's going to go to Bethel and it's going to go to, uh, you know, to on Morgan most likely, which is that's to me, you know, you worry about foul trouble, especially a young freshman, you know, center. Um, that's, that's a concern for a lot of players, especially the young ones. And, you know, if Brian starts racking up fouls and he's only playing, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game, which, you know, it's probably unlikely, but you know, even twenty to twenty-five minutes a game. You know, if Beefeld is getting major minutes, if Juwan Morgan are getting major minutes. You know, it's going to hurt that team um, most likely. You know, we obviously can't be one hundred percent sure what what each of those freshmen are going to bring, but um, it's going to be a hit. And I don't think it would be shocking if if this is something when people look back and go, "Wow, you know, Holt would have been a nice boost." Uh, to that wing, to that front court uh, type of area. Um, but having said that, this is not a hit the panic button <laughs> type of situation. Uh, I see a lot of people writing, you know, editorials and comments about how, you know, this is this is massive. You know, Indiana's going to have a lot of trouble overcoming this, and so on and so forth. Um, I don't think this is something that's going to take Indiana from a Big Ten contender and make them, you know a bubble team or something like that. But it is something that could cost them a game here and there, especially if there is foul trouble. And uh, it's impossible to know exactly what Holt would have turned into this year. That's the other thing that's frustrating about it. You know, Indiana is not going to be maxed out on scholarships now, you know, and it would have been nice to have Holt there, see if he developed, see if he turned into a really quality backup. Um, and they're not going to have that opportunity anymore, which is definitely a, a blow. But, you know, this is going to matter. It is something that is significant, but it's not something to really, you know, freak out about. Uh, and I, I say this on the podcast all the time. I say it on Twitter all the time. People have a tendency to overreact to off-season news. Um, it's just human nature. You know, people want to talk about, you know, their favorite sports. There's nothing really to talk about. But when something happens in the off-season you got to stress and figure out how that's going to, you know, impact the team. How is it going to matter long term? Um, and I, I think people tend to overreact to the, like, I, I, I've used this example a lot, but, you know, a four to five star commits in the middle of a, a March Madness run. Nobody, you know, people will pay attention, but it's not a major story. They commit in the offseason. Suddenly this team has went from a bubble team to a, you know, a title contender. <laughs> Um, so, you know, just keep it in perspective. It's something that's going to matter and something to keep an eye on at Indiana where, uh, the front court hasn't been great the last couple of years, but, um, definitely not something to, 
to completely panic. Um, and 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 one one last thing I did want to discuss on this, um, less court related, less uh, related to either one of those players. You know, the one thing that you hear a lot about Indiana in terms of the last couple of years is you know they're having a lot of trouble off the court. Uh, you know, Tom Crean is is or isn't over recruiting and uh you know so on and there's a lot of debate about you know he's he's over signing and bringing in too many recruits and he's pressuring or forcing guys out uh there hasn't been any evidence to show he's forcing anybody out or anything like that but there are a lot of you know raised eyebrows when guys get dismissed and then Crean will over will sign up to the limit and still be recruiting things like that um i i think you know that that is a concern, and it'll be interesting to watch over time. Um, I think there are a, there's some merit to it. I'm not sure how much, but I think there is some merit to the concept that you know, a lot of these dismissals have not been you know, great players. You know, we're talking about Emmett Holt, who you know he wasn't going to start. You know, a lot of these guys weren't going to start, um, and it does it does you know make you question a little bit. You know. Uh, some of these losses, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, oh, uh, you know, at least Indiana fans wise have said, you know, oh, well, this is actually addition by subtraction. You know, this guy wouldn't even have mattered next year. Um, I don't agree with that. But um, the reason why I bring it up is, you know, these haven't been massive hits in terms of production, um, which does make you question, you know, like how how these are working or, you know, what's what's the problems with the team? Um, and, and spinning off of that, what, what's really interesting about it is how this is going to play out in terms of the culture of the team. You know, we're not in the locker room. I can't say what's happening in the locker room. Um, you don't know if this is even a, a major concern for a lot of those guys, but, um, you know, they have had these issues and it seems like, you know, the AD Indiana are trying to clamp down on these, send a message, Hey, you can't be doing this stuff or you're going to get forced out. Um, which is a fine, it's a totally fine policy uh, to have, you know, if you adopt that. But um, with so much, mo- I mean, they, they've they lost, what, like six, seven, eight guys now this offseason. Maybe not eight, but six or seven, somewhere around at least six um, guys this offseason. And none have went to the NBA and none have been seniors. You know, some have transferred, you know, voluntarily. Some have been dismissed. Um things of that nature, but you really do. It does make you, you know, wonder a little bit about, you know, where this roster, where the players' minds are at. When you have these massive, you know, fluxes in the roster coming in and coming out uh, constantly, you know, where where's the leadership going to be in a couple of years? When, um, you know, I, I, I like to use this example as well. Um, you know, if you, if you look at Michigan basketball uh, a couple of years ago when they made that Final Four run, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Trey Burke led that team. Tim Hardaway Jr. led that team. Those were the great leaders. Um, no, those, those were not the guys to lead that team. On the court, those guys led the team. But the leaders of those teams were, you know, uh, Bartlestein, guys like that, the, the bench guys, the walk-on. You know, um, they really motivate the other guys. They set the atmosphere. Uh, those those bench guys matter long term in a program, and and you wonder if Indiana keeps cycling through a lot of those bench guys, you know where that's going to lead them in a couple of years. Uh, I don't have the answer. 
Um, I'm sure Indiana might even be wondering a little bit about it now. Um, the fans are certainly wondering, you know, based on their reactions. But, but nonetheless, um, you know, stepping back just from an overall perspective, uh, unfortunate for Emmett Holt. Um, he's going to have to find somewhere else uh, to suit up. Um, Thomas Bryant is also probably going to have a little trouble, you know, in terms of uh, uh, some tough workouts and so on. Um, the, the team is not going to be too impacted, but it is it is significant. And, uh, uh, you know, finally, you do wonder how, how the culture is going to shake out on uh, for Indiana moving forward. But, but overall, um, you know, I, I did want to take a little time to talk about that Indiana situation, um, some of my thoughts. Uh, and and the schedule of the site, which I which I talked about earlier. But overall, um, you know, like I said, short podcast today. And uh, thanks everyone for checking us out. I encourage you all to check out the site. Uh, my name again, I'm Thomas Bendit. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at t b e i n d i t. Um, and you can get it off the you know the main site btpowerhouse.com. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time. And everyone enjoy that uh, the college football over the weekend.